This is episode 9 with ultramarathon runner Matt Peterson. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. I do not think that there is any other quality so essential to success of any kind as the quality of perseverance. It overcomes almost everything, even nature. John D. Rockefeller. And we're going to go through so many different things in life that are going to take perseverance or mental toughness for us to get through, for us to accomplish anything greater than where we're currently at. So we have to remember when those times come, we just got to dig our heels in, take a step by step, really hammer away what's going on and, and not give up. We're going to have to persevere uh, and just be mentally tough through those situations. And I'm excited to have Matt Peterson on the show, who is an ultra marathon runner. So he runs races greater than the 26.2 mile marathons that you hear a lot of people running. So he's ran some races um, up in the hundreds of miles, um, which is just astounding and amazing. So it was a really cool conversation. I really am excited for you guys to hear and learn about perseverance and mental toughness from Matt. So if you're ready, let's get out your pencils and let's begin. All right, guys, just want to welcome Matt Peterson to the show today. Just so thankful that he's here to share some knowledge with us. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, no problem, man. Hey, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I know we're going to be talking about kind of your uh, crazy uh, hobby you do, but just kind of give us some more background to that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I went to, went to college, went to grad school, got all my, you know, got my degree in uh, exercise science, master's in sports performance. And, uh, you know, like we're going to talk about, kind of just started to fall in love with the uh, endurance, the endurance side of things. And uh, did my first marathon. I, I just got it like eight years ago. It was funny to look at. And yeah. um, I remember, you know, I fell in love. I was like, wow, like this is this is great. Right. So my second one I did, I um, went in. I had like, you know, I wanted to get like 15 minutes faster. No biggie. And by mile 20, dude, oh my gosh, it was, uh, I hit the, hit the wall, like yep, bad. Absolutely. I, I was doing 750, 745s for a while, and then like 845, 945. The last like two miles were like 12-minute miles, like diet. It was terrible. But what's cool was I finished. And I, I, I remember thinking like my body was dead. I slowed down, but I made it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, like what would it be like to push myself really like to go farther, to find a point where my body fails, but my mind makes it so I keep going. And so I kind of had that idea and I, I had heard about these crazy things called ultras. <laughs> then I did a 50 and from there, you know, I absolutely fell in love with the 50. Then I did a hundred, then I did a 200. And, That's awesome. Um, didn't, didn't look back. So yeah, I definitely, I mean, marathons are probably the farthest I'll go. Uh, well, and I understand crazy that like, mentally, like just pushing yourself towards the end, but, your first marathon you did, you ran into Notre Dame, right? Yes. I was yeah. there. That's right. I, I remember I, that. Yep. So I got to see you after your first marathon. So when Matt becomes famous world known <laughs> yes. for his ultra there. distances, I saw his first marathon. I was there and I got a yep. picture with him uh, with Heck a couple yeah. other buddies from college. So yeah, that's, it's cool to kind of see the start and then 
see what you're doing now. And I was so nervous that first marathon, dude. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah, my first one, I was super – I did the Chicago for my first one. Uh, and, yeah, just super nervous. But, like, like, at the end, it almost got, got emotional. Like, I started kind of get teary. I like, wow, I'm about yep. to finish a marathon. Like, Oh, dude. And I ran such a great rate. I mean, I literally – I was going for three and a half hours. And I ran, like, 8.05 pace, like, a little slower than I wanted in the beginning. And then I remember uh, kind of someone like my mentor kind of, like, I looked up to said, look, at mile 22, if you're feeling good still, he said – I remember I – remember, he said, you run as, as, as fast as your little heart wants. And I remember thinking, <laughs> like at the mile 22, I still felt, felt good. Awesome. I started busting out 720s and 715s That's the last couple awesome. miles. Man. Yeah, three and a half hours. Yeah, my, so. my, my good – or my record, I guess, PR for marathon is like just under four and a half hours, which – So, hey, 428. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I don't put the training into it like I should. So, like I'm, I'm running the Indy here in a couple of weeks, November okay. 9th. And uh, I haven't ran since last year's marathon. So – <laughs> Ooh, oh I got a glut for punishment for sure. So, yep. um, but yes. So, what's the longest ultra you've run distance wise? Two years ago, I did uh, 240 miles oh. in Moab. Wow. So. Now, I, I'm always curious do you literally run straight the whole time? Yeah, the people ask me that. No. Okay. No. Um, of that Moab race, yeah. it was pretty runnable, honestly. But if I'm looking at it, I probably ran, let's say, 60% of that and power hike. Yeah, that's it's really just about because on the hills, unless it's a small hill, any kind of major hill you're walking. For oh, me, I'm, sure. I'm not an elite athlete. It makes no sense to shave off 10 seconds and use a ton of energy. Yeah. You just keep a fast walk when you're walking. And then when you can run, when you're feeling good, you do that slow little shuffle. Um, but no, you're not running. That's I don't crazy. run. Now, like, do you stop to eat? Do you, I mean, go to the bathroom? You got to stop, right? Do you sleep at yeah. all or? There's, there's aid stations, uh, these races I've done. There's aid stations every, let's say, 15 to 20 miles, which can be anywhere between six hours to 10 hours. Depends on how tough that spot is. So you have to have your own, you know, you'll go in and they have great food. I mean, they have everything you'd think of. Sandwiches, bacon, eggs, huh. pizza, everything you could think of that you want. Soup, they have it. <laughs> and then you load up, a, I have a backpack full of, you know, Mountain Dew and water and bunches, bunch of uh other calories, um, PB and J's and stuff. And then I have to be able to fuel myself for the next, let's say six to 10 hours right. on my own. Yeah. So then I, I just do what I can there. And then you, you know, get to another aid station, eat some more good food and you just keep going from there. Yeah, that's so. crazy. And I'm guessing you have a team following you in case you need something or. Yeah. So not everyone has that. I've been lucky. Okay. My parents, my parents have both come and they've done awesome. They're like, basically what happens is each aid station you come in, you're, getting drunker and drunker right you're yeah, not really I'm, thinking yeah. so but if especially in these races i've done it might be very hot and then next time that you, that you get to an aid station it might be freezing because you're in the mountains yeah so you have to make sure i know you know it's like 75 degrees it's let's say it's, it's say 4 p.m if you don't have the knowledge to think oh you know i'm feeling good if you don't think you know get your get your hoodie get your long mm. sleeve because you're, you're coming in at midnight or 1 a.m right. it's going to be degrees if if you leave that station you're gonna be in a very deep trouble okay so really your crew is there to make sure you know they have a checklist huh. we have it, we, we made it down like make sure before matt leaves you know does he have his food does he have does he need to change his socks does he need huh. all the things that could possibly i need and then once it's all checked head off on your way that's crazy um, so yeah yeah little thing like i would have never thought like yeah oh yeah he's gonna be changing socks do you change shoes too do oh. you have pairs of shoes you change yeah yeah so um 
Um, I, I, at this last, I did the Tahoe 200 about a okay. month ago and I had two, two pairs of uh, shoes. I would like to three or four, but you know, money wise, right, um, right. but two pairs is fine. Honestly, it's the best feeling. It's not the shoes, it's the socks. So I have like 15 pairs of good socks and each oh, A station yeah. I come in. Oh, it's like walking on clouds. Yeah. It's like the best. And it's just, honestly, it helps physically, but it's the mental. mental it's yeah. so mental that anything like a quick change of shirt or a quick this it's all it takes to, oh, like I just shed this. Yep. That was a tough section. Okay, new section, new spot. Okay. Um, sometimes when, when it comes to like the night, I'll try and if I want to get a little sleep, I'll try and do like a normal like routine. So I'll wake up, I'll brush my teeth, I'll get my, I'll like do exactly what I would yeah, in yeah. a normal day, even though I didn't get much sleep. I maybe got an hour. Right. But it just helps to think, okay, that was the, you know, last day. This is the new day. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it going, right? Man, that's inc- that's incredible. That's cool. So much goes into it and planning and stuff. Now, like, I guess, so do you have a rough estimate how many races you've done, ultras? I noticed for eight years. Um, uh, maybe like 15. Wow. 15 or so. Man. Two, 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 you, two 200. Wow. Two, two, wow. 200 miles. That's crazy. I just watched. My a, first. Go ahead. My first 200 mile attempts was three years ago. Oh, it was a 10 mile loop 20 times. Oh, the cutoff was very fast. They wanted you to do it in 60 hours, which is four miles an hour, which is brutal. No one had completed it. And not only the the 10 mile section, there's no aid station. There's just one aid station at at the start. Right. right. um, It's a tough 10 mile section. It's very like up and down and up and down. Only eight people started. No one finished. I, I think I got 90 miles. It poured rain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was a – but next year I killed it. I did Moab and did the best of my life. Awesome. But uh, I needed a quick little reminder of how absolutely brutal the 200 is. Oh, I can't imagine. Uh, beside those, like, moments that are, like, so brutal, like you're talking about, have you had any, um, like, really cool, you'll never forget moments during a race? I know you might see something oh, yeah. or, or experience someone running or it's the friendships you make, obviously the people out there, everyone wants you to win. Everyone right. wants you to, to yeah. beat it. So it's, it's the fellowship is really great. And uh, like, like in Moab, it was such a, I, I do this and I don't travel that much. So I get to see these amazing places. Yeah. I feel like I was on a different planet, these huh. red rocks and these weird rock formations, but I'll never forget the stars. There's nothing oh. out there. So all you see, like you look up and there's pictures I have because I have the professional photography For sure. and there's white everywhere. It's like blinding stars everywhere. That's so. Cool. And when you're like three or four days in little sleep and you're looking up and it's like, wow, like it's just, uh, it's surreal. It's very spiritual. It's yeah. really cool. And then um, at, at that last race at Tahoe, that was probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. Hmm. And so to look at the, cause you can see the whole course, you can see this huge lake you run around, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, at the summit and be like wow two days ago i was over there right and um they had us go up like 10 or 11 summits like it was literally tahoe was just up down up down but what was cool is when you got to the top there was the views that you couldn't believe like just gorgeous sunsets and i'll never forget uh you know it's, it's cold it's hot but then on that last that last day i had to deal with it like snowed and it snowed heavy. And um, in in the beginning it was like, Oh wow, this is super cool. Like, let's get some pictures. Then we're like, all right, I'm like 160 miles in. I'm getting a little cold because it rained first. So I'm soaking wet. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Let's, (laughs) so actually I sped it up a little bit because I'm freezing. Right. 
But um, luckily for me, that was the first section. Um, that this last race, I only got two hours of sleep. Jeez. So I went seventy-two hours with zero sleep, and I was losing my mind. Oh, I can't imagine. I was trying to sleep, but um, I w- I would come into an aid station and take an hour and just try to force myself to sleep. But it was like my mind wouldn't shut off. Like I would rest, but yeah. I would never sleep. Right. So the hallucinations were absolute, like brutal, huh. brutal. I'll never forget that night too. That that third night where I hadn't slept, and oh, you know, seventy-two hours, and literally, <laughs> there were some guys behind me. We were all kind of in the same delirium yeah, level, yeah. right? And um, there was probably a good five or six mile section where I was probably literally insane and everything was 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 coming to get me. Tree branches were trying <laughs> to me. There were people I was pushing out of the way. I started running, like ducking things. Jeez. And I was just, I was running fast, not because I was like in good shape. I was just like, I want to get out of here and I'm, I don't care how it happens. I'm going to sleep in the next section. I don't care if I lose, I cannot take it anymore. <laughs> my dad and i was like dad i gotta get some sleep i can't take it anymore man (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy just what the body will do oh my gosh man that's yeah i'm sure some of those just scenery those views you get are just incredible i I can't that would be cool yep how about any any times that have been really scary like um maybe not for you but for someone else that you've seen or anything like that well i mean there was one time in moab one of the hardest parts of the section it was like six degrees, everything was freezing. Um, and I fell, I was delirious. I was yeah, very tired yeah. and I was falling. I fell once and I didn't realize how scary it was till I looked at the map. I fell and all my food went out of me outside. I'm like a crevice where I couldn't get it. It was like literally like oh. off a cliff. And if I'd have fallen any quicker, like I would have like fallen very far down. Right. And it, it, are people around you a lot or they're uh, most no, of the time you're is, on your own at that level? I didn't see anybody for like 12 hours. Yeah, that's crazy. So that was a little scary. And then at Tahoe, um, it wasn't, it was a little annoying, honestly, but like <laughs> I got lost the last, I could see, I could see the finish line. I could literally see it. And um, like a mile away, but I kept, I, I, I went the wrong way and no. I spent two hours. I went, spent two hours oh. walking back. And forth. Again, I wasn't logically right. thinking. Yeah, that time. I should have gone back to the last marker, and it was that, oh, turn right, not left. Yeah. So finally, I got in, but literally, they could see my light, and I could see my parents uh, way in the distance. Oh, so. That's a bummer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, that's another thing. Just the dangers. It could be out there and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But I'm sure you put a lot of time, unlike me and my marathon training, I'm sure you put a lot of time into training, like mentally and physically. Would that be correct? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I plan out all my – I spend about six to seven months training for these things, and I'm pretty good with with putting in um, the time. And I've done a lot – because I, I want to be able to do better. And I am pretty good with, with lack of sleep and, and making those decisions. I just made a stupid mistake. Right. But so I'll do, I'll do like, uh, I think last race I did, um, I worked all day and then I did like an eight hour night run. Um, okay. and then I didn't sleep, did another all day, uh, did another like six hour run at night. And then I worked half day on that next day. And then I slept just to kind of, uh, just to, you know, I went to work the next day and tried to focus. It was brutal, yeah. but like just trying to, it's not like you adapt. I don't really think the, the physical adaption, but just the fact that when I'm struggling and a lack of sleep, I'm like, you know what? I did this in training. I've been here before. Hang tough. You can do this. It's more of just uh, the mental part that yeah. really helps me. Yeah. Um, and just obviously doing the, the long runs, the, just right. the consistent busting them out. It's good for the body, the physically. For sure. Um, 
do you have like a routine, like a mental practice that you do like before races or during training? I know you said you kind of like just kind of do it in the sleep deprivation yeah. stuff. Is there anything else you do to kind of like train your mind to overcome these obstacles? Um, it's not like I, I don't necessarily put besides that sleep thing. I don't really necessarily put it into training yeah. like, like, like paper. But what happens is as you keep, you know, you wake up and you're like, I got a four hour run today. I'm right. tired. Right. I don't want to do it. But forcing yourself to, all right, let's, let's go. Like the race, this distance terrifies me. Mm-hmm. It's not getting any, any, any quicker. Yeah. One thing I do, I guess, I always write numbers on my wrist, okay. countdown to the days. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Like I can skip this run, but the days on my wrist aren't getting any bigger. It's getting smaller. Yeah. So take that seriously. And so that's enough to like get me out the door. Okay. And a lot of times what you do is as you're, um, as you're running, you'll get some negative thoughts, right? You'll get, right. Uh, this. and I'm not always perfect with it, but more often than not, I can learn, okay, I'm feeling a little negative. What's going on? Am I, am I getting enough food? All right. Am I not enough stress? Like, how do I push through this and either complete it or not only complete it, but complete it and like stay positive and encouraging. And sure. so learning how to twist those negatives to positive, but that all just comes with just like, it just hits you randomly in training and you just either some days I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm quit. I, I just, I'm, I'm going to take a little break. I, I can, I can rationalize it. I need two yeah. hours. Of, and sometimes I do because I can listen to my body. Right. But um, for the most part, I'm pretty good with just like finding ways to stay positive and, and push through. And cause it's like, I don't know. I, there's some people that don't get, they don't, they can't do this. They don't, right. not, not because they, they like can't, but just because like, like they're, they don't have legs or like right. there's people out there that like have terrible back injuries or that would love to just run a mile. And I'm over here like exploring the world and yeah. like, so it's tough, but it's like, you know what? I'm blessed to be able to do this. So like, stop complaining. Let's get it moving. You know? Yeah, for sure. I know that's a huge one. I mean, at least from my perspective during races, like, and in marathons, usually you have people around you because they're so large oh, yeah. events. And so that makes it easier for me because it's like, oh, I'm going to catch that person over there in the red shirt or, or whatever uh-huh. it may be. But when you're out there, like you said, in moments where you're alone for who knows how long out there trying to run 200 miles, like you have to have that mental fortitude to like, just keep moving, just keep going forward and not just kind of like lay down and quit right there on the course. And so, well, I always tell people like, um, before they start something crazy, whether it's a 5k, whatever it is, like is crazy for them, whenever they start it, you have to have a deep, like a strong why, like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? If you're just doing this to like impress a girl or like get mm-hmm. it done. All right. Like maybe you can get, but like some of these longer distances, that's not going to cut it because when the training gets tough, if you're just like, Oh, like, eh, I'll quit. Like you won't do the work. So your, your why has to be pretty deep. Like has to be like in you, like whether it's a sense of adventure or it's how you talk to God or it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. something needs to be deep. Cause if it's not, you're going to, you're not, I don't think you're going to make it. Everyone I've talked to that's done these races has a very, they just, they love it. They're passionate for it. They're, they're deep They're They've been doing it. They're in it. Right. No one does races like, Oh, let's just sign up for a 200. Oh, cool. Like that sounds, that sounds fun. Like it's like, you kind of, even with the marathons, you get people that just like do it on a dare yeah. and you can kind of get away with like borderline training and just push through, but you can't do that on past marathon. Honestly, you, no. you, you, oh, yeah. you so your body would just sucks. break down so quick. Yeah, it's exactly. crazy. I mean, yeah, even with the little training I do for the marathons, like I can tell, like if I would go any farther, like it wouldn't be a oh, good yeah. outcome at all. So yeah, exactly. So what, what would you suggest or how do you think that, uh, these these kind of mind positive thinking can be applied outside or have you noticed that from doing these races you've had a more strong will or positive outlook on life in general 
I try and take it with um, the idea of like, you know, like I'm saying with, with turning negative to positive, yeah. like, you know, some days you have extra stress or something happens or I don't know, like the boss does this or clients, you know, it's just kind of whenever life hits you, just trying to understand. I try and look at the analogy of like, life is like a, like a long race. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, you're going to have some lows, like, all right, you can either like sit in it and like, that's up to you. Or you could, all right, let's try and figure out a way to like get positive or get through it. And understand that the lows are going to pass. The highs are coming, hang in there. You're it's okay. But trying to actively like just do what you can to, um, you know, get past that. But like, and also understanding that honestly, I feel like if I, anything I want to do in life, like I can do, like yeah. I, if I put my mind to it, like crazy, like I can do it, you know? For sure. And uh, I have the the facts to, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a skinny, I always tell people I'm a, I'm a pretty, you know, skinny, small dude and stuff. But I feel like if I really, really wanted to play football, not that I could go pro, but I bet you I could become a pretty good football player. Right. If I really desperately wanted it, I would eat different. I would train different. Yeah. Like I feel like the elites and the best and the pros, there's a genetic factor. Sure. Yeah. But I feel like for a lot of things, we all set ourselves up very like short. I think, mm. oh, I could never do that. It's too hard. I think we think of the, uh, and I'm not perfect with it, but like we, we think of, um, we think of all the work it takes. That's going to take years. Yeah. That's going to take waking up really early. I don't know if I want that. Right. You know? And um, then it's like, ah, it's easier to say I can't do it. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I don't want to do it. You know? For sure. And I think that's huge. Like we just make excuses almost as to why, we can't or won't accomplish something. And we, like you said, we don't have that internal like fire like that. What is pushing us to accomplish this? It's not, it's not strong enough. And so we give up. And I think, yeah, so many people miss kind of what maybe like their passion is, or maybe what they're, they're meant to be doing because of either like fear or just not feeling adequate, you know, what it like, that mental mm-hmm. game is super important. I think almost over physical aspects mm-hmm. of things like if, cause if we can't, if we can't grasp the, the, the positive in the situation, yeah, nothing's ever going to be perfect. But if we, if we can't have that faith to, to overcome those then so many things in life are going to keep us down. There was something that, um, you know, that, that two hour marathon was just broke, right? Yeah. It was, uh, something he was saying, with um the uh what was it basically if you don't control the mind the mind controls you yeah and saying like you know he was saying like you might be able to run you know a you know a 13 minute 5k or something crazy right right but your mind might only let you do a 16 minute like because because you're not strong enough to to put but you might have the body for it and i hear about like sometimes like your talent can take you places that your character doesn't keep you, mm. right? You can get to a place where you're, man, you're really talented, but man, I want to put the work in. Yep. I don't want to yep. do. And so you kind of have to, you do have to go both. And I always wonder there's people out there that have a lot more than they have and, and me included potentially. And it's like, what would that be like if we really just went after it with everything in our mind and stopped giving excuses, oh, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. If we yeah. just put the fear and the self doubt and this, all that aside, like it, I, the guy who broke the four minute mile. Um, yes. Exactly. No one said it could be done. He did it. And then like the next, next year or something, someone else broke his record. And it just like, it just took that one time uh, for them to forget what people were saying, forget those mental boundaries and, and take off. And it, 
ever since it just was it was like it was never a, a factor like it was so easy to break yeah exactly so that's crazy yeah exactly like what else like are we as humans like mentally blocking from happening um like what technological or technological advances or uh, advances in medicine like what is being mm-hmm. missed because the individual who has the talent or has the ability to do it is still fearing failing or fearing what people will think like yep, exactly so crazy so if you were to go in front of some corporate leaders uh business leaders and you were to give them some some tips to help improve their their more positive mental pictures or mental focus um what what three things you might give them to help them um always believe you can do it whatever it is um in in that regard not just like oh i can do it like like believing you can do it and then setting out a plan of action to do it for sure a lot of people just i believe i can do it and then they put they put no work in yep um <laughs> being able to like and again it ebbs and flows but like stay positive i guess negativity very rarely does you any good mm. like constructive criticism and there's 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 some but i think we as a culture america a we get really offended really quick yep and like I don't know. It's you can stay in this negative zone way longer than you should. Real quick, okay. You know, what did I, I, I failed at this. Or I didn't get the job promotion. Or I didn't get this. Okay, why did I get it? Okay, I think about this. Okay, boom. What can we do to fix it? Let's keep it moving. Yep. Like instead of just like, oh, I didn't. Uh, yeah. And like you get stuck in this self pity zone, right? Yeah. So just trying to. I feel like staying positive. A, you're more productive. You're more likely to. Succeed. I don't know. Just I try and as much as I can just get out of the wallowing and yeah that kind of thing um i don't know just again i'm just i'm I'm a go-getter i'm a dream chaser i feel like if you want it badly enough you can get it it just depends on like you know and like i see a lot of people um you know they'd be like i'm I'm a personal trainer right so a lot of them like oh i don't have time to work out i don't (laughs) have this and i've met i've met some very i've met ceos i've met people that like are very busy and they still find time to work. They work out. Yeah. You know what? That means they wake up at four thirty and they hit it in the morning. That means that means they. But a lot of people. How many time, How many hours are you on Facebook? How many hours are you on Twitter? Like so many. Like you, you know, you could get an hour less of sleep. But so it bothers me when people. There's very few people I've met that truly don't have time to work out. Yeah, it's a know? choice, really. It's a choice. So I don't mind if you say, you know what, I don't want to work. That's, then that's cool. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. But when they say they can't, it's like an excuse. It's like yep. a way that like, they justify it and they stay in this little bubble. Yep. Right. And so that's always kind of bothered me. And again, I, I can do the same thing. I, I, sometimes people call me out on that. I'm like, ah, like you know what? You're right. I, I could do it. I just don't want to. Yeah. You know, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to change my, just trying to change my phrase, right? Yeah. Be you more know? honest, transparent with it. I mean. Well, like one day I eat way too much candy still. I, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right. And you know what? I'm like, I, I kind of like the same thing I was saying. I kind of wanted to stop, but I'm like, eh, it's not strong enough. Right. Right. And then I was like, wow, I can't quit. I was like, you know what? No, I totally could. I just don't want to. And that's, that's my answer. And that's fine. Right. I changed it. I, I can't quit. No, no, you could. Yeah. You just don't want to. Good. <laughs> yeah. Changing the wording and, and being, being yeah. honest with just yourself. Be, even. Be honest yeah. with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Stop using, it's cool where you're at, but just start vocalizing it as opposed to trying to rationalize it in your head. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And I think a big thing that I've started like to hearing more about or, uh, and reading more about is just like the positive affirmations, like self affirmations, like giving you yourself those to kind of open up, uh, that yep. more like positive mindset. And so, um, there's been a lot of benefits that I've read coming from that. And, and even with starting to try to use it, um, I've noticed. So do you use any or of those? Like, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. uh, I don't know, in this world I'm in, as a personal trainer, you can get the, uh, I always had an idea of the, the typical personal trainer is this big, this buff guy, right? right. He talks, uh, he picks up heavyweight. Yeah. And so that's not me. Right. I, I, I lift and that kind of thing. I'm a runner. I'm a skinny dude. So I've always had this idea of like, I want to be that, but I don't, I, I can, and I'm strong, but I'm not, I can't be that. Right. So I used to beat myself up so bad and, and like, it was just this like, negative self-image mm. and all this stuff but I guess it, for me it was like starting to just understand like I don't know like God loves me and God made me how I am yep. like I can I don't know who am I to the mirror was the worst thing for me and uh, I just I, I never had the best biceps my six-pack was ne- I could always do better and it was just this self never ending yep. I, I was never going to find that perfect ideal and women deal with it a lot with obviously with the media and that kind of thing mm. but men as well with the uh, um you know the men's fitness models yep. and, and look at this and it's jacked and a lot of it's photoshopped and it's just like <laughs> i want to be that but i can't yeah or you know i don't so anyways just trying to keep the image and just stop being so hard on myself yeah and staying in the process of working out you know and Absolutely. Kind of like doing your best and, and understanding like you're made like how god wanted you to be and you're yeah. how where you're going to be according to his will. And I think that's trying to stay in that is important too. Uh, so we don't get too far from it. So kind of try to end the shows kind of with questions based on like the five pencil leadership, uh, traits. So the first one is being, um, we all need mentors or coaches that help, uh, get us to where we are, uh, and to help propel us onwards and so is there anyone who stands out in your mind as like a coach or a mentor uh, that have really influenced you and gotten you where you are today um so early on the first ever i never heard of ultras until i remember i saw this video it was a david goggins and um this guy's a navy seal right yeah. and he's just motivation he's just a mental tank <laughs> insane and um I've always kind of followed him on YouTube and, and his races and um, I don't know, his just go get it attitude is something I've, I guess I've tried to emulate. I, I feel like he does a, an amazing job at it, but it's like, it's the uh, just the attitude of just, just go get it. Just like I try and I try and live. But um, I mean, he's more of just like a, I don't I've never met him. Um, I don't think of someone like in my life. I gotcha. Per se. Um I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I'm just a, my personality is, is a type that like, I always want to be the best I can be. Yeah. So I have this guy in my head and I've had to go back and forth with it, but he's very hard on me. And it, it's like, a, you know, Hey, do you, you know, like push it. Like, it's just like a, I won't, I, I had this alter ego. I have this alter ego. I call him coach. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, I'll talk to him mid race or, you know, Hey coach, I don't want to, you know, and it's, he's like, he's the epitome of like every, like all you know, your mentors, so strong, yeah. so strong, all this and um, taking that to an extreme, it's too much, but like, I kind of try and perspire to be that perfect me. Right. So it's almost like 
I like my inspiration is like, it used to be other people like, you know, David Goggins or people I've seen online. But once I started completing I'm at marathon 50 miles, I started realizing like I can inspire myself. Like mm. I can look back, like, look what you just did, Matt. Like, that's amazing. Like you're stronger than you think. Yeah. And it started to become like a, I know what I'm made of. I know who I am. I'm more than I think I am. Like I still use outside inspiration. I, I love it. But I also, ha- I know who I am and I know what I've done. And it's like a cool, like inner inspiration, yeah. you know? Nice. Yeah, for sure. So uh, along the lines of pencil leadership being um, that a pencil has to be sharpened to leave a mark and be used to the best of its ability. So is there ever been a time maybe outside of ultras that have been like kind of painful in, as far as um, your journey and, and gotten you to where you are, but in the end made you better? Um, so I feel like when I got out here to Connecticut, um, you know, I lived in Indiana my whole life and right. then I just, up and left family, friends, everyone. I didn't know anyone here. The first like three years, even though I was still doing ultras and running a lot, like I isolated. I, I just, I had no friends. I was very lonely and extrovert me on the personal trainers. I went to work and I smile and everyone, you know, I'm running hard, but I just, I just, I had no friends. I was very alone. And um, I kind of wallowed in that. Like I kind of just like expected friends to knock on my door and like mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to put the work in. I was just so, isolated right and um that was a tough time and i feel like i kind of made a i don't know like a not like a actual decision but just like a, you know what like it kind of hit me like the pain of like doing what i'm doing nothing's going to change right like if nothing changes nothing changes so it's like i need to put myself in situations where i try and better my, and make new friends and you know what suck it up like nothing's going to change you have to get out right so i kind of started like getting involved in church and, yeah. and other things and like like uh now I have like friends galore and it's like, it's just, it put, I had to put the work in Yeah. and uh, it was a difficult, it was very difficult for me when I first got here and I don't think anybody really knew it. I just kind of, I hit it because I'm, I'm the happy dude. I'm the, I'm the guy that like inspires people. And I felt like I could not inspire myself to get out and meet people or, and I, I felt like a weird hypocrite. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, definitely. Like I said, the, the, I'm a, I've, I've done the wallowing and I've done the, I've done all that. So I know, you know, I, I can, it's up to me to change. No one's going to force me to change, but I can sit right. in misery as long as I'd want. But if you know, that's it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that kind of correlates into like, so the next one is the pencils have an eraser, obviously, because we're going to make mistakes. Mistakes are going to happen and, but we're able to fix them or work on fixing them. Have you ever made a mistake uh, that you've, really learn from and it really kind of changed your trajectory in life my first girlfriend um which was not that long ago two years two years ago Uh it was a relationship i'd never been in one so i didn't know what love is i didn't know i didn't know anything and it was a very toxic relationship but i didn't know any better yeah very codependent very very messed up here but i was i I stayed in it for a year i didn't know Mm. any i I didn't know i did the best i could and all this stuff and it was i don't know if i would have said it at the time but it was very miserable Mm. even though i had friends and i was going out i had a girlfriend i always wanted a girlfriend and um (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of hard times yeah um and so honestly when i broke up with her that was a really tough time and um but because of that i knew exactly what i was looking for in a girl yeah 
I needed to do that. I needed to go through all that in dark times to know who I was looking for and now the girl I'm with and going to marry. Hmm. I know it 100%. And I feel like if I would have met her two years ago, I don't think I would have been attracted to her. I don't think I would have, she wouldn't have been attracted to me. I needed to go, I had a lot of growing to do. Right. And I learned a lot by making mistakes. Hmm. And I, I used to regret it. And it's going to be something I'm going to regret. But at the same time, I know me and I could have future me right now could have gone over two years ago and that, yo, don't date this girl. She's not, but <laughs> I would have been like, no, dude, you don't understand. I, it, it, I had yeah. to go through it. Right. I to go through it. So yeah. the way my life is now, I'm, I'm getting all these blessings and literally, what was it? Like a month into dating her, we got engaged and now, Man. and like in two months, we're, so literally in six months, I'm going to meet her, get engaged and get married. We, we, we both knew exactly who we were looking for. Wow. So, well, congrats. That that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so. That's that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, and that's a big thing. I like being able to take our mistakes and like say that they're that they're mistakes, they, but they happen and be mm-hmm. able to find the, the learning value from them. I think that's, that's so cool that you're able to do that and really move on and, well, and, and get the blessing from it. Well, like right after that, I, uh, I spent about a year and I really, I really worked on myself. Yeah. Like spiritually, I stayed single. I wasn't looking and I genuinely just found who I found out who I am. And I really put the work in and I, I needed that, that time to really make myself, I, not that I wasn't attractive a couple of years ago, but I, from a spiritual standpoint, I don't think I was a very attractive person. I gotcha. A lot of attitudes and thoughts that people couldn't see, but I, that were, that weren't right. That weren't yeah. attractive girl and i needed to work on myself in a single time of, of being under of, of seeing that in me and not liking that right and then facing those things and actually putting the work in and like actively trying to not be that man anymore mm. so i can be the man that actually someone good a quality girl would actually be attracted to yeah so again i needed to go through that for sure man that's awesome so the next question uh that goes along with pencil leadership is obviously pencils get nicked cut up beat up from use over the years, but the lead inside is what is most important. That's what leaves the mark uh, when it's used. So the same with us, what's the most important um, personal value or trait that you really try focusing on or um, projecting uh, throughout your life? The hard one. I feel like I have a couple. Um, Definitely like perseverance. Yeah. Being able to, you know, push through the hard times, you know, keep going one foot at a, you know, one step at a time, that kind of thing. Um, honesty, I feel like, like stupid honesty. Like I, I would rather, uh, even like the question, like, how are you yeah. bothers me because you're supposed to say, I'm fine. How are you? But what right. if I'm not fine? Yeah. What if, what if this or like, but I feel like if I, and again, there's a way that there's people to say it to, you don't just say it to everyone, but I feel like I'd rather have like three ride or die closest friends than like 50 acquaintances we can just laugh and play bowling and hang out with i'd rather get real and like find out who you really are mm. so honesty for me because i feel like if you're a fake friend or a fake person it's just not attractive to me i want to get to yeah. know i want you to know me the real me if i'm if i gotta put on a mask if i gotta put on like a facade that's hard work i don't want to yeah. i don't want to be me and i'm like i'm not the best person but like here's me you don't like me that's cool but like then we don't have to be friends. We can just keep it moving. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, honesty, um, perseverance. 
you know, discipline, all, all the, the, the hardworking kind of aspects yeah. of just like put the work in, you know, hang tight and it, you know, you, you will get the results, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's awesome. It's quite that. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and those are, I, I mean, there are a lot of good ones, but I think, yeah, the honesty is huge and the perseverance being able to, um, push through a lot of things and then just be honest with whatever it is to whoever that's that's really cool um, or even like honesty with honesty with yourself too oh, like, yeah, again, like I said, like the uh there's times when especially as i'm uh getting married like there's uh there's things in me that she's bringing up that i never saw <laughs> and it's true and i'm like Oh, I don't want to face that. I want to be like, no, no, it's not me. Right. But if I take a look at it, you know what? She's right. There's areas and I'm like, oh, right here and here where people have, you know, like, like we talked about, like people have bring things up, like your, your good friends can bring things up in you. And instead of like, no, I'm perfect. Oh, I don't need that. Oh, I'm good. Like facing that and owning right. up to it. You know, that, that's a defect of mine. Mm. I can work on that. I can, you know, just again, being honest, I'm not perfect and having people that can bring stuff to you in a genuine manner. And then that makes me, okay, I can face it. I can get better with it. And then I can become a better person because of it. But if I wasn't honest with myself, I don't, I don't deal with it. I, I just yeah. live in this fantasy world where I'm the perfect person and I'm not ever wrong or nothing. And that is not attractive. That's no, not yeah, true. It's not healthy. Yeah. Arrogant. It's all that stuff. And that's not who I want to be. That's awesome. So, no, that's a huge yeah. one. Yeah. Being honest to yourself. I think a lot of people, myself included, uh have moments where that's not the case oh, yeah. it's definitely yeah for sure that's awesome so the last one um obviously a pencil has a job and that's to leave marks uh, no matter the surface so what would you say is your ultimate hope um how can you leave a positive difference in the world Boy, you're asking the deep stuff huh? <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i was trying to think about like you know, when I die or my gravestone, like yeah. what, what, what's going to be left behind? That right? legacy. Yeah. I always feel like, like we just, I don't know with the, the character values, just, I try and be a guy that's just, that's genuine, that's real, that tries to stay as positive as he can. And there's too much, especially in nowadays with the politics and all this, there's so much negativity and the hatred and, and craziness that, I might not be some crazy world changer up on the spotlight, but I want to be like, I get to influence my clients. I get to take people overweight that, that maybe they've lost a lot of weight. I can change people's individual lives. Like, you know, I got one guy doing a marathon and there's, there's these cool things where I can play a role in these people's lives. And who knows, like that's my area of influence. So I just try and be a place where people can do things that they don't think are possible. And I can help fan that flame and push them into that area and then at the same time, have a good time doing it. Yeah. And I don't know, just, I guess, trying to make more people smile and laugh. Like I have a game sometimes I play if I'm having a tough time on a run, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll wave at every car I see. If the car, does, if the car doesn't wave back, I got to do a 10 second sprint. If he does wave back, like I, I'm good. <laughs> so, it's like the next runner I see, I have to give him a hug. And if he like doesn't want a hug, then shoot, I, I have to run like a 30 second sprint or it's just like finding ways to like, Oh, you know what? Like, let me just try and make this person smile or that's like cool. I call the smile game. So I just try and be a positive influence in this world. That's pretty dark a yeah. lot of times. And, yeah. And go from there, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I think you brought up a good point with that one is like, no matter where we're at, like we can leave a positive mark. You don't have to oh, be yeah. 
the president of the United States or the CEO of some huge multi-company incorporation to, mm-hmm. to have a impact, a positive impact. Cause I, I heard it and I, I say this a lot um, from the global leadership summit. Uh, Patrick Lencioni said like everyone has influence, but not everyone should. <laughs> and so yeah. like there's people that, need to use their platform a little bit better but then like you and in, in your platform you're you're spreading joy and and everything to clients and and change which is cool so like being where you are using where you're at and who knows where it can take you just adding value exactly. that way yeah yep. that's awesome yeah i mean we all we all have like you said areas of influence whether it's i mean heck the the person at starbucks giving coffee right yep. you meet these people hey you know what that little interaction, you might have changed their day. Yeah. You might have made, and then that person goes on and makes important deals and changes. So just these small little ripple effects where it's like, let this guy in on the drive or like, you know, don't get this, this waiter's being really like stupid. You know what? He's probably having a bad day. Like I was trying to think the best, you know what? Let me right. just take a deep breath. It's okay. People make mistakes. It's all good. Like me yelling, isn't going to change anything. <laughs> right. Just trying to stay like that where like those, all those small interactions, like I don't see them, but like they, yeah. I have no idea the ripple effect. It could, it could, it could happen. And that's true for everybody, every person. So oh, for sure. No, I agreed a hundred percent, but well, Hey, thank you so much, uh, Matt, for being on the show and, and just giving us this kind of education, this knowledge from your perspective, uh, just a, sure. about perseverance and, and then just the mental fortitude that comes with that. I mean, we really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Let me know uh, how this uh, whole podcast thing goes and stuff, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and are able to take something of value from it as well. If you did enjoy it, share the link on social media and tag Pencil Leadership or myself. Send me a message. Love to answer questions or take ideas for topics on how to improve the show. Also, be a difference in someone else's life today by texting them this link, sending them this link so they can reap the benefit of listening to all this information. We can all take this information and use it to be better pencil leaders to make a positive mark on the world. And if you could, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review um, and subscribe if you like the show. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much for the love and support by reviewing and subscribing. I hope you took good notes. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.